Good morning. Welcome to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and today I am here with David Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. And Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United Mortgage. Uh, Mike Mike is probably somebody people want to talk to these days. (laughs) The mortgage man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you hear about all the crazy rate stuff going on. Um, So you can give us a call at 845-651-1110. Or if you'd like, you can can text us at 845-328-0886. If you have any questions about real estate, mortgages, or home inspections, or... Anything, anything, (laughs) give us a call. Um, So guys, how was your week? Your week in real estate, your week in mortgages, home inspections. What what did you have? Life is always exciting in the home inspection biz. I mean, you know, we've got all kinds of fun things going on. I saw some some great houses. Uh, I was a little bit of all over the place from from Sullivan County down to Rockland. And uh, but uh, I did a beautiful... uh, uh, historic home the other day that was was really nice. I did a uh, I did a home right here in Warwick that is a it's a little bit of a project, but it's uh, it's just got such good potential to it. Um, you know, for a lovely, lovely couple with a couple of nice children and one on the way. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, up off of uh, Kings Ridge. Okay, if you know that area, mm-hmm. I love that road. It's got such a great view. Yeah, up there, it's up high you can see the whole mountain yeah um but you know it's it's one of the things that uh you know that it's like i don't know i i want my customers to get the houses they want right sure um but every once in a while lately i mean because it's something that's sort of a new transgression with my clients these days that i i see happening out there when they tell me about it uh is that uh you know they're i'm going out i'm doing these inspections and then they wind up losing the house. Yeah. It, to it, backup offers? You know, uh, occasionally it has been to backup offer, and I sort of understand that in this market. But uh, other times, it's, uh, you know, it's just the deal was a little loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was uh, for sale by owner. Maybe there were no real estate agents, no other professionals involved. And there was a breakdown between buyer and seller. Uh, I mean, there's just random things happening to sort of generate this this issue. Uh, and this particular home you're talking about was a for sale by owner? It was. Okay. And it was an estate. Yeah. yeah. Um, you there know. is value in realtors. I... <laughs> 100 percent thank you, you. Know. thank you guys yeah yeah that. there's uh, oh that's but, kind of the point listeners you know if you're out there and you think you can save a few dollars you don't realize how much value your real estate agent brings to the table for you in their knowledge and expertise and if you look at the statistics the um a for sale by owner sells less than what a home that's listed for will sell for so i mean that's just a fact yeah it's a lower price i mean it's it's it the transaction will likely take longer uh, you know, it's bound to have a few more Nobody's hurdles. moving it along. Right. You know, we're, you know, people think, oh, you're just getting them into the house. That's it. But no, we're a facilitator. And I was talking to you guys about earlier about a, a property that I've had listed for three years. Yeah. It's a, it's a land property. And there's been so much unknown about this land that I've been, a you know, a detective is, you know, <laughs> just trying to figure out 
what the deal is for this land. I mean, we had a title report that had meets and bounds from like 18 something. I don't know what year it was, but they didn't match. So now you've got so this they were not property. Yeah, they, they never meet. The <laughs> meets and bounds never actually met. So there's an opening. So you couldn't really tell from the survey where the actual perimeter of this property is. And because of that, the title company doesn't want to insure it. So this has become a problem. And then trying to get a survey right now is four months out. Wow. In well, some cases. So yeah. it's been, it's been in it. But the, 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 the best part about this finally is that we figured out that there was a survey that was done that was never filed, but it was actually done back in 2006. So it mm. might need to be updated, but at least we have a new starting point, which is really a big deal. How this did is a hundred acre. How did you... Where where did this detective hat come from? How'd you track this thing down? Was um, this hearsay? And then you, you, you know. I knew there was a survey somewhere along the line. My client kept saying, you know, she, she didn't know because she was 14 years old when this was all happening and it was her father. But she kept saying to me that there was a builder that wanted to build on this property and they did a subdivision map. And she kept telling me this over and over and over again. And I was like, really? I don't know anything about this. And uh, so I, but she didn't have the survey. So I, I did go into the town. Um, and uh, this is just recently that I went to the town and they said, oh yeah, this was the engineer. We don't have the map, but this was the engineer. So I looked up the engineer who's long since retired. And I found out that he sold his business to another company and that company, I happened to know some people from that company, and they gave me a phone number of a surveyor that worked for that company. And that surveyor, just out of the goodness of his heart, decided to look for it in there wherever right. and found it. So it took a while, but we finally found the survey. So um, it's it's been it's been crazy. And then there was things that we found on the title, like um, that there. There were riparian rights that the town had. What's a riparian right? It's uh, rights to the water on the property. For the for the town, the town, for the town, the town of Warwick. So the town the has village. rights might have been to the this village. particular property. They hmm. have rights to the water coming through the property, but the question was: Is that water really going through the property? Because we couldn't tell because of the sur we didn't have a good survey, so we couldn't really tell. Now that's something we're going to discover now, probably. And why does that affect? A buyer for well it. if somebody wants to do something with say the creek running through it like maybe dam it up and make a, like a pond or something like that you couldn't really do that probably so I, I mean i you know there's could be different reasons but um so we found that out we also found out that there was a lease in the 70s for um uranium rights no oh, from exxon nice but that was terminated thankfully back in the 90s so they had the lease for a while they never did anything with it not that i can tell i mean i i've driven on that property with a quad can't get through with the car but it was it was just a wild it's been a wild like three thing. years three years going on and we've had this is the third buyer and finally we've gotten this bar this buyer really wants the property so he was you know he's been very um open about like w working with us to try to figure all of this out so good anyway it's I, I hope it will finally close i'll be happy it was a referral from i don't even know who the referral was from it was so long ago <laughs> i can't expired, remember right? i don't know if it expired that's an interesting <laughs> question maybe it did maybe it did
but anyway so uh we'll i'm hoping that that is going to uh th th solve the problem and now maybe we can close on it finally but and i'm sure that the, i know that the people that own it the the estate is very excited to get it over with because it's they're paying taxes on it they're paying 17 18,000 dollars tax every Ouch. year on this property Ooh. yeah yeah it's a because it's a huge parcel of of land so anyway it's uh it, it's a good thing i think so what have you been up to I went to a wedding at Emmerich Farms over the weekend, or Emmerich Tree Farm. I didn't even know they did weddings there, but it's... That's over by... Um, oh, I feel like I went to um, a wedding there once, too. Westridge Road or uh, Sleepy, Sleepy Valley, Valley yeah. Road, right? It's interesting. So even driving up it's there, beautiful like, up there's there. parts of Warwick, and I've lived here like half my life that I've never even been through, you know, like, and that's one of them. <laughs> so it's just interesting how I many actually... little pockets of this town I haven't seen. I just showed a property up over there on Sleepy Valley Road. And when we were up at the top, I'm like, look at all these trees. And for whatever, even though I passed Emmerich Tree Farm, it didn't dawn on me that that's exactly what it was, the tree farm. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting, these little places in Warwick that I've never visited. Now, I don't know this, but there's the, an Emmerich Farms over off of, um, uh up this way uh i can't think of the name of the road covered bridge road okay and i'm wondering if they own that if it's the same family possible because i'm looking at the trees going i mean people come here every year and cut these down right that's the whole purpose yeah of the, so i'm oh, like that's they, they why i've been to, there we we went there for christmas tree shopping yeah like they have to that's bring these in from elsewhere because this would be gone in one you know one year in my mind so they have to have other you know farmland out there that they're growing these trees on they you know a lot of the the tree places that places that sell trees around here are getting them from Pennsylvania. Um, but I, they obviously have the cut down. You can go and cut yep. some of these trees over there. So um, anyway, we're gonna take a quick break. We didn't really get to too much, but we'll take a break and we'll get right back to this. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com. And let's get together. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Do you have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. 
Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right. Sunday mornings at 8. Get up early. Let's hang out. Let's talk about cars. Let's all get smarter. Let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. Here Sunday mornings at 8. Hi, this is Wild Baby Love. Start your Sunday with me at 6 a.m. and Gospel Tracks. I'll give you the phone number to the faith phone line and the address to the website. All that and much, much more right here on Gospel Tracks with yours truly, Wild Baby Love. I'm gonna make this place your home. And welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show, 93.5 FM WTBQ. I'm your host, David Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors, and I have my two special friends with me today. <laughs> Who are you guys? Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. Yeah, so it's been a interesting week then for all of us you had a wedding you did some cool home inspections i have a, a property a new listing coming on the market this week i'm kind of excited about it was supposed to go on wednesday i think it's going to be like thursday though because we're i'm going to be waiting for photos we, i couldn't get the photographer in until tuesday but it's a cool property on miller's lane so um, that's coming on in the next couple of days. I'm seeing a lot of listings starting to pop up finally, which finally. we've been needing, right? So that's good. Yeah, well, definitely the inventory is doing, you know, I wouldn't say recovered, but they, it, we're getting we're getting more listings. Well, There's a now's bunch the time on. of year, right? Because people want to sell and then their kids get out of school. They have the summer to either move into their new place or whatever they're going to do. That's really what we always say this spring, summer market is. And it, it's mm-hmm. circled around their children mostly. Most of the time is what I say, because yep. we know school's ending, right, in a month right. from now. Right. So that's the trick. So what's happening with mortgage rates, Mike? Uh, they're pretty flat, honestly. We had a, you know, kind of a big uptick. It was like a rocket ship from the beginning of the year till now, but they've definitely flattened off. The market's kind of digested what's happening out there, I think. And you know, where, was, where are we flattening off? What's flat? Probably in the mid fives, mm. give or take. Right. And, you know, we're starting to see this introduction uh, adjustable mortgages again. I still, you know, I have the conversation with clients. I don't see the value yet, you know, because the rates are not, it used to be a huge jump. Like you could have back in the day, it would be like a 6% and an adjustable would be four. You know, that's a big gap. Mm-hmm. Now they're like a quarter to an eighth of a percent. I just don't see the value yet. Um, on the jumbo products though, like the higher priced homes, there is, banks really like those jumbos. So you definitely get a little bit more of an, a, a better rate on those adjustables versus just a standard, you know, regular conforming loan now to um it to, to go down to like a 15-year mortgage are you saving um any money that way yeah they're in the fours you know That's, so that is some savings yeah they're always there's always going to be that difference there between a 30 and 15 year because banks you know they know they're getting their money quicker right so they mm-hmm. they give you that benefit um but yeah i still haven't i've yet to write a new adjustable mortgage since they've kind of been reintroduced because I just don't see it yet. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the conversations are not, oh, I'm going to be in my house three years because those are kind of where the adjustables get a little favorable. But most people are staying five to 10 years and that break in rate is just not enough, you know, but... Any any less known products out there that you are looking at? I mean, are we just talking... 30 and 15 years. And- I mean, 20 year has always been a product. There is a 10 year option as well, but they're not to go after that is just usually you take a shorter term for a better rate, right? And if the rate is not better, then what's the point? I usually tell people, look, if a 30, take a 30 year mortgage, you're not on the hook for it. You can always make a 20 year payment. Like we're yeah. never going to stop you from prepaying us early, like write as much money as you want each month. But to take a 20 year now you're on the hook yeah. for that mortgage. And if ever, anything ever gets tight, you can't come back and say, Mike, I wish I took a 30 year. 
you know, so that is be a refinance essentially. So they're starting to introduce 40 year mortgages again. Oh my um, God. I'm, the bank statement You'll loans. You'll be dead before they're over. <laughs> <laughs> but the bank statement loans are coming back. So there's a lot of... What's a bank statement loan? So oh. for self-employed individuals that basically, um, you know, they write off a bunch of losses at the end Someone of the like year. Someone like me. <laughs> so that. we would qualify off of business bank statements or personal bank statements just off the deposits into their into mm. their account. So it's something for self-employed individuals because, you know, most people that are self-employed take losses, right? That's the idea. You have a bunch of expenses. You don't want a huge tax burden. Well, instead of using your tax returns, because you probably won't qualify, we can use the bank statements. Oh, yeah. Are you doing a lot of those right now? Because that They're was a... starting to become popular, yeah. Um, you know, the, the reason they weren't is because the rates were typically higher on them, but now when the rates have gone up and the bank statement programs are not much higher than a traditional mortgage, it just makes sense for people to pursue them. Like they're not getting hit as much for that higher, that higher uh, interest rate. So yeah, that's, anyway. Yeah. And um, what about like, have you seen people doing more VAs right now or those um, USDA loans? It's funny you ask. I that? have two USDA loans that just came. Oh, like, really? Uh, yep. Um, Maybe it's explain that to people because they probably don't know what that USDA is. USDA is just a type of loan that's designed to be had in like rural areas. So Warwick's a rural area, like downtown Middletown would not qualify. Um, Port Jervis usually qualifies in, into pockets of Pennsylvania. So Hudson United, because where the market's shifting. Port Jervis now, does qualify yep, for that? Yep. Um, Oh, I did okay. an inspection on a we, USDA. In Fort Jervis? Yep. We always run the property. I can't, like, you could be a block over and have it not qualify. So what we do is we plug in the property address. USDA has an eligibility map. You make sure that it's eligible. And then they also have to income qualify. So it's not designed for people that make a million dollars a year. It's really designed to, you know, I don't want to say lower income because I think the cap out here is like 94700 And then you get deductions from that based on the amount of children that you have in the home. So there's, I mean... Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like we're writing now two of them, and I haven't even heard the name USDA. And wow. it, it seems like and where three are, years. where are you writing them? What uh, one's in Goshen, okay. uh, and the other is going to be in Pennsylvania. So that's what I was going to say. Hudson United is now licensed in PA, in PA. because that's kind of where the business is going. Um, yeah, it's, that's interesting fact there because it, it seems like it's a little bit less expensive, and it's still if you go like right over that border where Port Jervis is. You're, you can still do the commute. Like yeah. You can get on the train in Port Jervis if you're in Matamoros. Yep. Mm. So it's not, a, yeah, that's where these people are looking. I'm, we're not talking South, you know, South Pennsylvania anywhere. These are just right over or the border. Or really, really Western, you're, yeah. you know, right over the border of um, of, of Port there by the, the river. What else is going on in Port Jervis? <laughs> huh? So, yeah, I was at, I was in Port Jervis this weekend and I had not really spent any time there in a long time. I, I My family owns a home there that we rent. Uh, but I haven't really spent any time there. And this weekend we decided to take a ride out. We were on the motorcycle and we went to, we we wanted to go to lunch. So we stopped in at the Erie, um, the Erie Hotel and Tiki Bar. Have you ever been there? I have not, no. Nope. I went to the brewery in Port Jervis when I went rafting. That was the extent Which of, one? The, I'm not sure. It was is right pretty, on relatively new. Yeah, Heron, let's see, it's called something. Um, I have it here written down because the Fox and Hair Brewing yep, Company, that is exactly yeah, that's right. right on Front Street. Yeah. So is um, the Erie Hotel. So I, I I was just blown away. I had not gone down there 
or up there, wherever. I haven't hadn't gone there in, in such a long time. And the last time I did, I actually rented an apartment to somebody that um, it was uh, low. In, it was considered low income housing, except that he was he made more than low income. So they, they allowed they were allowed to have one person that wasn't and he paid full rent. But um, anyway, it was a nice it was a really nice apartment and uh, he, he rented it. But that it wasn't so, you know, sort of like, yeah, whatever. But now there's a fountain that they just put in like a little park area. There's a bunch of restaurants there. Um, there's Foundry 42, which is this really unique sort of bakery, gift shop, coffee place kind of thing. And I was like, wow, this has gone to the hipsters. Look at this place. <laughs> it's all gentrified. And I'm like laughing because I didn't realize this was happening. And my son has been telling me this. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And he keeps saying it's really cool. Port Jervis, downtown Port Jervis is really cool. And uh, I, I was really surprised. So I did some research on it. And uh, right now, the, uh, the uh, housing that's active right there in Port Jervis. There's 23 homes right now that are active. Now, I didn't run the multifamilies. Now, didn't you, weren't you just talking about a multifamily in yep. Port Jervis? You just did a loan over there, yeah. right? That took forever. Yeah, it took forever because there were tenants in there that would not um, leave the property. So they basically had to get evicted, which, you know, during COVID times Couldn't took, do it. took a lot longer. Yeah. So it took, a, I want to say eight or nine months, I think was the total process, but the buyer wanted it. He was motivated to, to pursue it. And the seller, wanted to stay in contract. So it worked out. Um, I think the tenants went out and then a week later we closed on the place. Like we just really had to make sure that they were vacated. That's uh, sort of, that just happened in Greenwood Lake uh, of um, someone, someone that sold a property over there, big property, like a multi-million dollar type property. And there were tenants and the tenants just weren't leaving. They just weren't. So they couldn't close until yeah. they were all gone. But anyway, so yeah, so Port Jervis has 23 single-family homes for sale right now, and uh, there's also uh, 23 that are pending, and seven that are T TOM, temporarily off the market, seven that have sold in the past 30 days. The price point of the active listings for single-family homes are between 89000 and 425000 um, And this is, you know, Port Jervis. That's a Jervis big gap. It is. It is. Um, the home that's listed for 425 is a mid-century modern. It's on a pretty big property. Uh, it might be priced a little bit high, but it, that's what it's listed for right now. Um, and then the $89,000 house, like you can't even get into it. You just have to like drive by it and make an offer on it. It's sort of like one <laughs> well, of those Well, I always things. check. So when people call me about properties in Port Jervis, the first thing I look at is, or ask them, is it, is it in a flood zone? Because there is a section of Port Jervis where the river on the runs. On the west end, yeah, right? Where, where the river kind of, you know, at some point you're up, you know, you're sit up high above it, but there, it does flatten out a little bit. And you just, it's the first question to ask because any, you know, flood insurance is a huge expense, right? It's three, mm -hmm. $4,000 a year added to your already mortgage. So just have to think about that. It's usually That's the first very, question very, very good point. And I, you know, I have um, shown houses over there along the river, and some of them are up. You know, the houses could go to the river, but they're how the house itself is up higher, closer to the road, so it's not the back of the property will be in a flood zone. So yeah, as long it as is, it doesn't touch the house, right? right yeah. It is something to think about over there. But they have a there's a, a beach over there. It's called the West End Beach, or something like that i have it written down I'll, I'll get to that in a minute but i was just so so surprised in the town like they 
are really the city's really trying to keep to clean the place up like there's for a long you know a long time everyone's like poo-pooing Port Jervis and I've never done that because I always have thought it was be there was such beautiful architecture there and well, they've uh, got all those old Victorian yes, homes yes and the railroad was the driving force behind and the river sure. there that was the reason why there was a lot of wealth there and the train station still goes you know, you can get on the train and get into the city in two I hours. always go to that DMV because it was much better than yes. the one in Middletown. <laughs> yes, don't tell anybody that. Gosh. Everyone's going to go. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we'll I wait do in go, line for five minutes. <laughs> I know you go in, you go, you're in and out, and, you know, 15 minutes, you're done, and it's wonderful. But uh, so I, I was just pleasantly surprised, and there was some really, um, some things that you can do when you go there. One of the, the first thing on my list was the Elks rocks memorial and that is uh it's like a it's a park and there are hiking and biking trails and it's at on skyline drive but oh yeah we have to take a break but we'll get back to this whole list it's really cool Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. O'Keefe and McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty & Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. This is Melissa inviting you to join me every Thursday at 12 noon when we open the door to the Curiosity Shop and invite you to explore the world of magic and the paranormal while connecting you with loved ones who have passed. All right here on Radio Worth Listening To. WTBQ GHT Weather. For this morning, showers and thunderstorms likely. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. High near 79. Calm winds becoming south 5 to 9 miles an hour in the afternoon. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms low around 51. West wind around 6 miles an hour. Tomorrow, it'll be sunny with a high near 69. West wind 6 to 14 miles an hour. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm Chris Stone. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Dave Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. And Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United Mortgage. 
So we were talking about Port Jervis, but before that, is everyone ready for this weird weather we might get later on? Why? What's the weather? Tornado warning. I wasn't even, you know, it was in my headset and I wasn't listening. No, I don't even know if he said it there. He said gusty winds, but I, from the weather channel, got a, uh, got an alert saying there could be possible tornadoes and hail. So I was like, what? Yes. Tornadoes and hail. I know it doesn't, we're not in Kansas, but. Who knows? Oh, that's what they're saying. Yeah. I so, don't trust the weather, guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only job you can get wrong, right? And still get paid, I guess. Uh-huh. Oh, it's uh-huh. a fantastic job, right? I mean, how do you get there? I don't know. But, it, you know, I've always said that. I mean, I, I, I want to come back as a weatherman. <laughs> yeah. It may snow. It may not. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> could be warm. Could be cold. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Anyway, back to my list of the things to do in Port Jervis. So the Elks Brox, I think it's Brox, B-R-O-X, Brox Memorial. And there's views that you can see Port Jervis, um, all of Port Jervis, the Delaware River, and you can see uh, Pennsylvania and High Point. Um, and hiking trails, and it's this is on Skyline Drive, and I haven't gone there, and I'm going to go there, and I will report back when I do because I feel like that's gonna, sounds like a beautiful place to go. Um, then there's a place called the Riverside Creamery. Have you guys ever been? I was there a few years ago. I've heard about it. So they make ice cream. This, well, <laughs> yes, but they have like ice cream with um, like fried dough around it. So they take the ice cream and dip it in this dough. So it's fried ice cream. Fried ice cream. Fried yeah. Ice cream. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fried ice cream. And they have an original soda fountain in there. That's so that's cool. kind of a fun place to, to I check out. I heard they, they, they redid. Riverside Creamery. It was originally a uh, an old uh, ice cream parlor, and they redid it exactly. They just restored the whole place it's to its inside. original beauty. Yeah, so that's, that's really. I always love hearing about preservation of historic places like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's always. I, I didn't get the address, but I'm sure you could Google that. I don't remember exactly where it was, but I did have ice cream there and it was good. Um, then there's the Tri-State Monument, which is kind of really neat. It's on East Main Street, like under the bridge for 84. And it's a monument that is like on the corner of um, New York, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So you could you know, be touching all three states at one time. That's kind of, I haven't been there either. And then uh, right on uh, West Main Street is Fort, the Fort Decker Museum, which is part of the, of a fort that was uh, built from um, these stones that are from the area. And uh, it was from the French and Indian War. I thought within you can have, there's tours there. It's a museum and that's kind of cool. You can see that right, it's right on the street of West Main Street. Very cool. West Main Street is part of the West End which is really um, very residential over there and one of the more desirable areas, I think, in Port Jervis. Hmm. Yep. What about some of the surrounding areas? Uh, are they experiencing the same sort of renaissance that Port Jervis is, Sparrowbush and uh, I think Minsink? people. I, I think people have been going to those places this past couple of years because they're trying to get away and, and it's still inexpensive and it's a place that they can like retreat to. You know, like Sparrowbush, Cudabackville, yes, all those places. You can still buy property there for you know less than say in Warwick, and it's a little bit further out. But if you're going to stay, you know, for like a weekend or a week because you want to get away from the city, it's it's great for that. I was just in uh, Cuddleback uh, like a week or two ago, and I there's a 
there's a whole thing up there owned by the Chinese government. It's uh, this giant. Uh, it's the people. Is it the people? Is it from? the monastery? Yeah, something okay. like that. There's a monastery up there. It's a monastery, like the or it's some. Yeah, I was very surprised to see it out there. And there's also that place, and I don't know if I thought it was in Minisink area, where the Buddhist temple. Maybe that's the monastery. It, I, I don't. I don't know. I have to. I have to look it up. But there was a there was a place where the the dancers from Shen Yu. Oh, okay. I think that's where I'm talking about. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I won't get into all of that. But the the I don't know if it's the government that owns it or the religious sect from China that owns it, and the government is watching what they're doing. They oh. put cameras on other people's property. They've gotten permission to put cameras to watch what those people are doing it's kind of crazy but it's being that's allowed to happen right now but they're watching what they're doing and they've had uh, buses be burned um because as the this this dance company is traveling they travel by bus and they've had people slashing their tires and all this crazy stuff happening but um yeah that, dragon springs in uh, beautiful deer park new york yeah i think that's the place yeah and uh yeah they... well port jervis is in the city of port jervis is in the town of deer park there you go yeah anyway um so yeah there there's hawk's nest over there i mean you've driven on yep. hawk's nest right yep. have you yes my husband wants to go out there on the motorcycle i'm kind of scared to do that on the motorcycle <laughs> it's a, it's a beautiful rafting i mean the, you can float down too. the delaware right there right oh yeah Get yeah a, there's a bunch of different uh, tube and uh and a cooler beer and off you go yep yeah. Pick you mm -hmm. up at the bottom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so another uh, place that you should visit is Fox and Hair Brewing Company, which you said that you had gone there. Had, yeah. And they, they serve uh, food there as well as they have eight beers on tap that are always there. And then they change out their other beers, I guess. Um, then the Erie Railroad, the Erie Railroad Turntable, which is the largest one in the United States, which is right behind. Is it? I didn't that I didn't know. It it's right behind uh, Rite Aid, so you can still go check that out. The actual um, house, the, the roundhouse, yeah, is, is gone, but the turntable is still there. So that's kind of cool. And if you drive around Port Jervis, there's like different like train stuff all over the place over there. Like right on uh, Jersey Avenue, there is a I think it was a caboose that I saw, um, I can't even remember, but it, there, it was part of a train, but they're like everywhere and there's like little monuments by them. Um, and then there's Park Ave Observatory, um, which is kind of, you, that's- Get a you good look of the rivers and, uh, cause you can see the Never Sink and the Delaware from there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the West End Beach, the lifeguard, there's lifeguards there. So you can go dip in the water in the river. Burr. Yeah, it's probably freezing, especially <laughs> this time of year. There's also the um, the DNH Canal Trail. Uh, that is, uh, it's a mile path that goes through where the canal used to go, and it crosses the uh, into uh, Lackawanna, no, Lackawaxen, Pennsylvania. And that bridge that you have to go over was designed by Roebling, which is the guy that designed the Brooklyn Bridge. Yes, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see that bridge. Grace will be offering tours on the weekends <laughs> <laughs> for a small fee. No, but I just think it's interesting because so you know um, nobody thinks about this in Port Jervis. I like going through all the different towns in the county so that people understand what's happening in those counties. And as a realtor, like if you're going to sell property there, you should really yeah. know what's going on. Well, you know that's a that's a great point. I mean, if you're going to invest in a re, in in real estate, or if you're looking to sell your own real estate, right? You know, to to move and to do what you're going to do, 
understanding what brings value to the community mm -hmm. is what's really important here. It's going to bring value to your home. Yeah. Well, that's I, one of the benefits, even when I talk to clients on the phone that have never been to Warwick and they're buying in Warwick, I can speak about Warwick, right? They, right. If they go to a retail bank, wherever, you know, like they're not going to be able to say, oh, you know, I've done this in Warwick or I've done this. And, you know, let me put you in touch with some great realtors in Warwick. Like it just doesn't, you don't have that connection. So you're absolutely right. It, it helps to, yeah, I to mean, know it, the market. If I'm going to sell property in, in, in an area, I want to know it. That's why I don't go to Rockland because I don't really know Rockland very well or, you know, or Westchester. And I could go there, but I just, I don't feel comfortable because I don't know the area. So um, that's, that's why I like to do research. I mean, we've done, done it on Montgomery, which is another cool area. Greenwood Lake, we've talked about a bunch of times, but, uh, if there's any towns that anybody wants to know about, let us know. Maybe I will, you know, do research on that and start going out. The Pinebush is another town that we really need to like. Yeah. I still need to understand our office there has a big alien out front and I don't know what the alien thing is with Pinebush or so, what, did, what? what it's the second most visited alien spot in the United States. Really? They have an alien festival there. There's a museum. There. They have a parade. Yeah. There's a museum yeah. there. Okay, they there they just opened because <laughs> of that. So yes, they have some extraterrestrial sightings there that have been go ongoing over the years. So that's why that, that's what that's, that's all about. That's interesting. All right. The only thing I've done there is horseback riding, I think. Oh, one, really? One where? Time. Somewhere in, in Pine Bush area. I don't remember exactly where. Maybe on 50, not 52. I think there's a group of aliens Three. renting a house in Pine Bush too. <laughs> are they illegal aliens? No, or no. Or are they extraterrestrial? I don't know. They're green. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the, that's, you know, Port Jervis. I, I, I really in, enjoyed going through there. And, you know, I feel like the building department is like right on top of things over there. Like if my, my tenant one time, she didn't mow the grass for two weeks. Yeah. And I got a letter yeah, nice. <laughs> that the grass wasn't mowed. And I called her. She's like, the mower broke last week. I fixed it. Now it's going to be mowed. But she was like, you got to be kidding me. It's only been one week that I didn't so do it. over 10 inches. They're out there with the ruler, you know. I got a letter and a picture for the house in Colorado because <laughs> I left the trash can out in front of the garage. And within a day, I got a letter with a picture of the trash can. And I responded, I was like, I'll be back Friday. Like, leave me alone. Like, literally, like, <laughs> come on, it's Tuesday. You gave it to me Wednesday and I'll be back there Friday. Like, give me a break. Yeah, and in Port Jervis, they want you to have an agent, not a real estate agent, an agent that lives in the town if you own a property in there that could respond in case of an emergency. Oh, if you're renting it or if something. You need somebody it. who will represent you. So, I mean, my tenant obviously is who, but I was like, what is this? I've had this house for I mean, 10 I'm happy, years. Like you're happy about the laws. Like you, you don't obviously want everyone's grass growing a foot long because no. it right. makes the whole neighborhood look bad, but it's just like call me or something you know like just pick well up they the said phone. they were yeah. fine when i called yeah. them and i was like what i will have it mowed i called the tenant she's like it's i said it's already mowed and they're like oh we already know but because <laughs> they must have went by again yeah between uh, the time they mailed me the letter and the time i got time it on their hands i think sometimes well i don't know I, I take pretty good care of my lawn <laughs> don't get me started i'll break out pictures oh my gosh are you out there in the middle of the night if there's a dandelion growing pulling it out dandelion no there's no dandelions on my lawn <laughs> you <weed and> seize it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we used to do that a lot, but then you know the pesticides are starting to scare me, so we stopped doing it. But I live on a uh, like it's pretty wild around where I am. It's not you know when I used to live in the village, it was like our lawn was always perfect, perfectly mowed. 
That. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time and money on my lawn for no apparent reason. I mean, <laughs> nobody even acknowledges it. I'm know? having pavers put in just so I don't have to mow. <laughs> <There you laughs> There's go. I'm shrinking my yeah section of lawn. In the backyard? Or yeah, the front? in the backyard, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it makes it, it makes it a lot more manageable when you don't have to mow and then maybe you can just take a weed whacker out and you'll well, be done i made the mistake when i first bought the place i got some miniature lawnmower i was like this isn't gonna work <laughs> i needed something all right well it's and time for our next break yep we'll be right back This is Brenda Wiley with Howard Hanna Ranch Realty. Looking for a weekend getaway, a year-round retreat, or maybe you're considering selling. I'll help to bring your vision to a reality. Enjoy four seasons of lakefront living on Greenwood Lake. Go fishing, swimming, and boating all summer long. And when fall arrives, go apple picking, hiking, or skiing on Mount Peter. Visit brendabwiley.randrealty.com and let's find the home of your dreams. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848. At Howard Hanna Rand Realty, home happens here. Hi, this is Dr. Pierre-Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, helping you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. Tune into the nonprofit notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. We're back with a real real estate show on the home stretch for the day. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Dave Wilner from where am I from? Pillar to Post. Pillar Says to it Post? On your shirt. I'm from Pillar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mike Van Mantar with Hudson United Mortgage. Uh, Dave is sharing the pictures of his lawn with us and his dog, dog. His yeah. dog. We were talking about lawns and how um, in in Port Jervis, I um, I had a violation when my 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 sweet tenant her um, her mower broke one week. One week she missed mowing the lawn, and we got a letter. So they're really on top of things over there. We actually had to replace our sidewalk because it was a little bit. A little wonky, Uneven, wonky yeah. and yeah, which is a huge. Was a I get huge, that. Huge I mean, the lawn expense. thing's a little extreme, but I get if someone's walking down your sidewalk and you trip and fall. It was old slate. Yeah, that, that's like half of Warwick, though. Like I still but, think it's that way. Right? You know, this is this kind of always is a question to me. I mean, where does it? Does the town maintain these? You maintain them? I mean, most does people it... won't main. Well, in Port Jervis, you may maintain your own sidewalk. You have to. Can you get rid of it? I don't think so. 
Well, if the town says you can't get rid of it, I don't know. If it's well, public, it cost me six thousand dollars to I replace mean, it. You know, it, it, this is for public access to my property. Do do I have a problem with this? I don't, I don't know. know. And can I fence it off? Yeah. <laughs> you know? know. It's so you know. It's. I don't know. I, all I know is we we definitely got a violation on it, and I definitely had to have somebody come out there. And they are very strict about who does business in their town, in their city. You have to have a um, a license in that for anything that you do in in that city. Just like Middletown or Newburgh, you have to have a, a license. So. Um, and I don't mean like an Orange County license, like a Port Jervis license. Yeah. So I had to find a guy that did concrete in Port Jervis. Anyway, it, it was. It Which was, is good because they're actually good. keep them keep the money in the locale, you know, in the in the local economy. You want to keep that. You know, it's really important to a town's health mm -hmm. is keeping money local. Yeah, but they don't have to be local though to be to have the a license there. They can be from anywhere. They just That's have true. to apply for their license, and then the town, the city, gets the money for the license. So yeah. Yeah. they're making money doing that. But whatever, they need to know that and they're insured. And that's they're building the fountains, though, and they're you know like all yeah. those nice things that you just talked about. Exactly. Are, are that's what's making that money, it. Yeah. Yes, that's what's making the the city you know have a renaissance. It's 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 really looking very nice. Um, so anyway, we'll do quick hour stats too, just like the county stats. I didn't do all of them, but um, just the active uh, listings right now. In Orange County, there are 761 active listings, which is really up quite a bit because uh, back in March, I looked at my old list and we had 539 listings in, let's see, when was it? It was in March. So well, that's a big jump. Yeah. I think it's time, like I said, yeah. kids are coming to the close of school and now it's time to move. Mm -hmm. And um, in the uh, town of Warwick, not the town of Warwick, Warwick School District, there are 58 listings, Goshen School District 47, Chester 9, Florida 12, and um, Minnesink 52. I didn't have time to do all of them. But, you know, that's a, a lot. You know, all those numbers have gone up since the last time I did them. And then pending in the county right now are 741 homes that are under contract and temporarily off the market, which means that they have an offer on them. An accepted offer is 223 and then sold the last 30 days is 230. Yeah, I'm still seeing bidding wars and, you yeah. know, over ask and, you know, appraisal waiver. So it's still busy as ever out there. Do you notice it in in specific towns more than others or is it just everywhere because you know you it's you're in a doing... certain price point so it's really that three to five hundred range right that's kind of like the first time home buyer bucket i think you know um anything beyond that like the stuff that's in the six and eights tends to sit a little longer but yeah that that medium range i don't it's everywhere it's not specific to warwick mm -hmm. it could be goshen it could be middletown it just happens to be there's a lot of people i see like townhouses and condos are a big push again which they kind of fell off for a while when you could buy a house for as much as a condo was why were you buying a condo is kind of what the mentality was but now there is a disconnect so houses are you know higher priced and condos are more affordable and people don't want maintenance they like to have their you know snow shoveled to their doorstep and the lawns mowed and and I've parks. done a lot more condos and, and townhouses recently, uh, you know, in, in well since the new year. Have you noticed any that are um, that you would say are well built? Like, like you would walk in and be like, yeah, they really did a good job when they did this. 
Well, you know what? I mean, I think I think the the level of construction that goes into most townhouse condo type places is is fairly good. Um, but you know, interesting construction process. I was in uh, Suffern in a townhouse recently, and I realized that it was built modular. Oh, really? It was a modular townhouse community hmm. where they were built in quarters and craned into spots. Wow. And I found this fascinating. I'd never, I mean, I've seen lots and lots of modular built homes, but not, but not townhouses and, you know, constructed buildings. Uh, this was really cool yeah. in, in my mind. How long ago was this built? Uh, 60s. Oh, really? Yeah. It was built in the it's 60s. An old Sears townhouse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and the, 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 I mean, the engineering in them was fantastic. Yeah. I always find the ones that are in um, Cedarcrest, Country Club Drive. Have you been in Florida? those the construction on those is actually like it, they're it's astounding because they're they built like houses right because i just did financing in there for one they're built better than that they're everything is yeah. steel and you can like you, it's it's built like commercial construction well that's what that's what goes into a lot of townhouse communities i mean they they have to be built fairly well because mm -hmm. one goes it's domino effect right right they I all mean, have firewalls yeah, them we want to take, hopefully they have firewalls. <laughs> the ones in, in, um, in Cedar Crest, do you, you can see them. Yeah, you like to see, that's something I look for, is to see that there there is at, at least uh, some type of firewall, uh, particularly in the attic spaces, if you have access to the attic. Well, when, yeah. when I lived in Homestead when I was a kid, my dad put a lock on the attic door because you could literally go up there and, and I go could into drop other into someone else's house. You sure. Know, like, that was, I mean... Depending on the units, I'm sure there's other firewalls in the the like level the the what is it model threes that they started building. Well, and some later, of them just have drywall as a firewall. Yeah, so it's interesting. I was is just that like, a firewall? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, drywall is anything that stops airflow, right? Paper, but the paper. It's cement, right? Drywall is more cement and gypsum. Gypsum. There you go. <laughs> huh. I didn't know that. I didn't know that because I was thinking about that. If you have an open. I think in uh, Whispering Hills, it's like that too. Like you can go into others' units yep. <laughs> from there. And I often wondered like what happens if the roof goes on fire? I was in a townhouse up in, uh, it was in Westchester. And, uh, and, or maybe it was Duchess, whatever. But it was, it was on the other side of the river. And, you know, going through the house, doing my inspection, I go up into the attic. And I thought it was odd that there were pull down stairs to access the attic, but... I go up into the attic and I'm looking around and I realize, huh, they removed all the structural truss. They removed them. The people wanted more storage space. So they just went up there with a sawzall and cut out the webbing in the structural truss to make room to be in the attic and store their luggage. So, you know, now I'm looking at it now I realize that the roof is no longer structurally supported. Right, I mean, and this is a townhouse. This or is condo? a townhouse, so it's it's attached. It's attached, others. and then I realize, well, there's cracks in the wall here. There's cracks in the foundation here, and it's all the way that the weight is now being distributed because they compromised the structural truss in the roof. Oh my god! And they've caused damage to the entire building, and they just did that so they could store some more luggage up they there. They had no idea what they were doing. Nope. Uh, wow. You know, I mean, oh, I just I need more space. So I'm what gonna, happened? That I'm going to cut they, a hole in the ceiling, put some, put some stairs in it, and cut out these darn beams that are in the way. It's like the one thing you don't touch is the, the roof struts. Right? 
Uh, it happens. Did um, this is why you hire a home inspector? Did they buy it? They did, uh, and uh, and the, I think the the homeowners association stepped in and put, uh, you know, a new roof. New. You did know. they? They did the homeowners get fined? Um, I I don't, I don't know about all know. the legal I proceedings, wonder. but yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, that did. is one of the benefits to a condo, right? Is you own, I mean, you're, you're giving a townhouse example, but in a condo, you own walls in, right? So everything on the outside, the HOA, that money you pay each month is the insurance for the outside of the building. It's if the roof blows off, you know, if the siding pulls down. I think you're responsible for the windows and stuff like that. But yep. for the most part, everything outside is uh, is on them, you know? But, it, you know, there's a difference between the structure of a townhouse, like what what it looks like, and and then the way it's sold too. So like maybe you're saying it was a townhouse, but it was owned like a condo. No, no? I'm pretty sure the HOA sued the former owners for the cost or something. There was in this particular case something happened, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely happened. I get yeah. that all the time when people are like, Mike, can you run numbers on this property? And a condo on paper is different than a yes. single family or a townhouse. So I, I go right into public record and you can see the ownership code. It'll say condo one. That means that it's not a townhouse. No matter how you want to represent it on the listing, if it says condo, it's a condo. You know, it and a lot of times like agents mistakenly say, or the seller will tell them, oh, it's a townhouse. And so that's what they put. And now we're there's people calling like it's a townhouse and we just have to double check that's does all. it make a difference it does yes, yeah from, yep. from mortgage uh-huh. yeah well again walls in coverage right fifty dollar a month homeowners insurance for a condo versus a you know a townhouse that you cover the you cover the exterior as well um financing is different we dig into the financials of a condo community more than a than a townhouse so there are big differences huh yeah and the condo has to um not all condos are can have fha yep Especially there in the, could in be this pending end. litigation. For a lot of times, dog bites, trip and falls. So there was one a, in Warwick a, that had a dog bite thing going on, yeah, right? There's a whole laundry I think it just list finally of, got of things dealt with. and reasons why we look at condos a little bit deeper. Mm. <laughs> so I just got an alert. That's always something I I tell my clients when I'm doing an inspection on a on a townhouse or a condo, and I shared a community with an HOA. I tell them get a copy of the HOA rules before you know before you before buy you, so you're and aware before you do anything yeah. there because you might yeah. not be allowed to i had one woman that had was buying in a a condo community and there there were steps i don't know the step dropped down like to 12 inches oh that's a big drop yeah it was a big drop oh, oh my god it's out. time for us to go well we'll be back next week and we'll talk more about this stuff thanks for listening bye week. everybody